Polyhedron is a production of Headcanon Games, LLC. Please bookmark Headcanon Games for the latest in Polyhedron news. Polyhedron is sponsored by listeners like yourself. If you'd like to become a patron of Polyhedron, please go to patreon.com polyhedron. Now, on with your show. Hello, Dice Bags. Welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG-related. I have my two filthy dice touchers here, Ryan. Did you just call our listeners Dice Bags? And Scott. And, and did you call us filthy dice touchers? Why, yes. Yes, I did. Dude, I, I had a completely different thing to say, but now I just don't know what to you say. Gotta, yeah, you, you, live, we play with live ammo around here, so you got to stay on your toes a little bit. I don't know about all that, man. All right, I'm. Uh, I'm. <laughs> I'm going to say that uh, if you take offense at being called a dice bag, dearest listeners, know that I am on your side. As am uh, I. And then that we will we will take this system down from the roots. <laughs> we will overthrow the man and restore your honor. Just send us an email. Let S- us know. Send ha- us a ha- multitude of emails. Ha- hashtag no dice to bags. What, what, hashtag it however you want. Bag gate. Whatever. Bag gate. <laughs> We're going to put the power in your hands and know that we will be faithful ex- executors of your will. For That's, God's sake. God's sakes, Matthew. <laughs> you can, that lovely feedback can go to polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com. So don't forget that. Well, how are you doing, fellows? Besides that controversy at the beginning. I was fine. Yeah, now I'm shaken to the core. I was I was doing okay. It was an okay day, but not anymore. No. I don't know. I know. You gotta get ready, man. We got a big old episode. You're, just me and you. You're going down, sucker. Don't tell me when we're sweating. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get to the main event, as it were, we got some news. Uh some very good news, actually. Uh we wanna thank all all of our new patrons on Patreon, we have exploded out. We've gotten three or four new people, uh, one of which is James Davey, the gentleman you heard from last episode. So thank you, James, for being a patron. Thanks, Absolutely. James. You're awesome. Um, also, we got some more. They have decided to remain anonymous, but thank you nonetheless. You guys are angels. Yeah. You're just the, the best. <laughs> and um, so please head on head on over to patreon.com slash polyhedron and become a patron today. There is some things in the work on the back end for more content for patrons. We're going to probably do a little bit of reorganizing to more or to more efficiently get that content out to you all. So please consider being a patron today. This can only help us get more visibility and grow the podcast because there's actually some equipment on my wish list I want to get. We're going to play Shadowrun. Yeah, that's the plan. Yep. I don't know if you wanted to announce that, but we're going to play Shadowrun. Well, it's announced now. I'm super pumped. Yep. We're going to do Shadowrun Anarchy, likely, and uh, at least the first couple episodes, we're going to put some feelers out and see how people like it. Um, Also, we got an email, everyone. Oh, Oh my God. Yeah. From our patron, Michael Tyson. Sweet. Thank you, Mr. Tyson. Uh, I editorializing the email. It's pretty big, lengthy. It goes into a lot of different subjects. Oh. But thank you very much for emailing us. Um, he basically says, love the show. Uh, you guys are great. Um, because of the show, I was I tried out LARPing. Awesome. Oh, uh, unfortunately, awesome. it didn't work out for him. Oh. But he, at least he tried it, which is, yeah. it, that's all we can ask. Just, if it's not where your fun is, don't go there. Go somewhere else. Absolutely. Um, mm. But... What he did do was it was absolutely dynamite of him, and I thank him very much, and he he is a direct contributor to the content of this show, is he gave us a really great idea. Um, one of the things we'll probably be doing in the sort of after episode 50, probably, what we're going to start doing is 
uh, we're going to go through various uh, settings, role-playing settings, and we're going to give you sort of a rundown introduction to those settings. We will read the books, we will go over the, some of the materials, the wiki pages, all the, all the little forums, and sort of get a good grasp of a certain setting and deliver that to you. And also have probably other individuals that we know on as guests to help explain certain settings. Yeah, yes, we, we know some we know some dudes who know some stuff about some things I that mean, we will just never part of, part of the being a gamer is you have your favorite and uh Mr. Tyson, I don't know if you know what you've done. <laughs> uh, but I am going to talk about the Trinity Universe. We are going to have some episodes about the Trinity Universe, and it's going to be a time. Yes, uh, I agree. We're also going to do a whole bunch. Obviously, we're very familiar with a lot of White Wolf stuff. Uh, I think I may do a lot of research on L5R so I can kind of give everyone the rundown on that. Um, actually, want to bring Mike on for potentially Hell on Earth. Oh, that'd be rad. Yeah, because he is a big, big fan of it, like and Deadland, I would love Deadland to get a rundown not. of that. Um, you buddy, James, uh, Jamie, sorry, uh, for Numenera. Yep. Uh, so I think it would be a grand old time. Yeah, yeah I, I can think of a number of people who, who have a lot of really intense knowledge about various settings, and I would love to hear from them. Uh, and if you are interested in being one of those people, uh, there's multiple avenues. The quickest one, of course, would be to become a patron of us. <laughs> uh, and uh, and we will we will absolutely listen to you with, like, like our, our doggy ears will perk up, and we'll, we'll, we'll have a, a nice little chat about whatever it is your favorite role-playing system or setting is. Uh, we'll we'll definitely have ourselves a talk. Yeah, and it, it will be put on the docket, and we'll eventually get into it. It will be a lot of great content for everyone. And that's uh, that's not all the podcast is going to be. Uh, we'll probably intersperse that with you know more standard episodes of just and a few guests and guests all those. and whatnot. But but that is a excellent suggestion, yeah, man, Mr. That, Tyson. That uh, that will help us really flesh out the show and give us some some very long running content. That's a wonderful suggestion. If you have any other suggestions, uh, both you know, Mr. T- Mr. Tyson, any other of our patrons, or just if you're a listener, we would love to hear them. Yeah, we will take any and all emails. Feel free. Obviously, we decide what goes on the air and what doesn't. But feel free to, if you got an idea, you think something would be cool, send it our way. Polyhedron Podcast at gmail.com, Like always. I don't know, Matthew. If you uh, if you if you drop another uh, bomb on us, then maybe maybe you don't deserve that power. Yeah, I mean you're calling them d bags. <laughs> yeah, you're calling them d bags. Like, let's think this through. Shh, mm, that was the joke. Yeah, yeah, a joke. A joke. Okay, this isn't Tim and Eric's awesome show. Great job. We're oh not, yeah, please. We're not no. audience hostile. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not audience hostile. We oh like, man, I can't we, watch that show. We like our guys. We like all of our listeners. Right. Yeah, and right. uh, if you don't want to be called d bags. Feel free to, uh, you know, send us feedback at, at uh, or at Twitter at PolyhedronCast. Yeah, we're on your side, listeners. We- Super <laughs> duper on your side. So let's head on to the main event. All right, gentlemen. The, uh, the topic on the table is gritty versus heroic or epic. Epic, I think we were epic. going with. Okay, all right. Uh, you know, is your is your PC's life worth a, a, a hand job in an alley? Or is it, you know, something a bit more grandiose and uh, and and worthy of preserving, uh, even though the dice may dictate that you die? Um, so I want, uh, I want a good, clean fight. Uh, no racial slurs. Uh, you know what i didn't have to throw that in there but then you throw out d-bags matthew so i don't know what your limits are um but anyway uh championing the cause of dark and gritty we have mr matthew yay and championing the cause of epic and heroic we have mr ryan you're going down 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 
You're going down. No. So before I want to preface something, um, we're not going to hear debate us to say one of us is right and the other is wrong. That's oh, we I'm may have to, that in our heads. I'm here to tell you you're wrong. Okay, but ultimately, in the end of the day, it is whatever you find the most. Important. Oh, absolutely, of course. But this is mostly for us to have a we have a fun time <laughs> arguing with each other because we do it anyway. Spirited debate, as it were. I'll let you go first. As only it's only oh, fair. I was going to let you go first. No, nope, only fair. Okay, if you need to prepare, I understand. Yeah, I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let me open up by defining what I consider what gritty is, because I think that's a good place to start. Um, and maybe then you can define what you consider epic. So we're at least yeah, talking on the good, same language. Here. I, I, that's kind of where I wanted to be. Um, so. What I consider gritty and is typically uh, more, but not always, mechanically simpler games, uh, generally has a lot of motifs that deal pro- potentially with a lot of darker overtones, something that has more street level, as it were, things that deal with more day-to-day or slightly supernatural, with, like example, a good example is like Hunter the Reckoning, that kind of stuff. Things where every decision you make can have a very potentially life or death situation um, and death is almost always on the table um, or the death or uh, harm of another is always on the table. Um, Things where your character isn't fighting the great evil of a thing, but fighting a local vampire or actually just trying to escape a terrible monster that has been summoned from another realm. Very things that where you as a person will have to deal with the direct immediate consequences of your actions and you generally have to think like a person and deal with resource management. These typically, these systems also have scarce resources as a sort of a main line. Um, and that's where I consider in general, what, what gritty can be. There are obviously, this is a spectrum, like everything in life, Mm -hmm. it's a spectrum. So you can have things that get gritty that start going to the epic and then they slide back, and all really depends on play style. And some games lend themselves to that those styles more readily than others. Well, the thing, okay. So, given that definition, basically any game that is on the market now can take the form of gritty, or can take the form of epic. Actually, they some lend themselves. You're right, better than others. Um, when I think of epic, I do. I mean, I think of you know, not necessarily it. Day one, save the save the save the world stuff. Like yeah. obviously, uh, if you're playing a D and D game and you're level three, I don't want you to save the world. That's ridiculous. But you know, eventually, we're heading in a direction where things are going to get big. They're going to get ridiculous. And yes, while personal harm and loss are on the table, I don't believe in killing characters. I don't believe in it. I don't think it's fun. <laughs> I don't think it's cool. Now, I, when I say I don't believe in killing characters, I don't believe a random die roll dictating that your character dies is cool. If if the character is choosing to leaf out and like do something crazy epic and like has actually consented to the to the whole thing, of course, of course you can die. Of course, that's a thing. It wouldn't be any fun if like you don't even get to say when you go. But at the end of the day, like I I find the idea of just random you know, your head just gets lopped off because I rolled good and you did not mm-hmm. is just the most deflating, just sad thing that you can have. Also, I find resource management on, like, when it gets down to a certain level, it's just tedious. So, like, I, I don't, like, weight systems. I don't like, I mean, I don't mind scarce, 
you know, inventory space, like reality has to assert itself somewhere. But at the end of the day, like I don't really care how much shit you're carrying. It right. doesn't matter. So you're you're defining epic as generally things that are dealing with that most even nor- normal people do not really deal with on a day to day basis. Things that have large motifs, larger in life implications, uh, grand potentially cosmic adventures. Yeah, where death is may or may can be a consequence, but it's not likely to be an outcome of it. it right. Okay. Absolutely. Now, okay, and from what you said, yeah, other people. NPCs, all, always. <laughs> yeah, they can die. It's fine. Any NPC, anytime. It's okay. That makes it more epic. <laughs> okay, then let me posit this. Since we kind of gotten the rough definitions outlined, um, if you want to say anything, Scott, feel free to oh, no, I mean, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm interested in seeing the accesses, the accesses here. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I'm sitting here hearing you describe your thing, you describe your thing, uh, and I'm just really ha- how artificial of a construct we've made here. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. God, it's so paper thin. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes, God. I know. Hence why I had to make the preface of it's a spectrum, guys. What yeah, we're talking I mean, there's not. Really, really, what we're arguing about at the, at the core are actually a couple points where Matthew, mm-hmm. Matthew believes that you can die, you should die, you can die anytime. I do not believe that. Matthew likes inventory management. I think it sucks. Uh, I agree. It kind of sucks. But that's part of the motif of it. But let, let me, that's getting off on a tangent. Let's let's try to iron out. So in your mind, Ryan, mm-hmm. why do you, and you've already said most of this, why do you like Epic? What what appeals about it to you? What, what? Uh, I don't know. I just like, mon- I don't like mundane shit. I don't like day-to-day stuff. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I mean, this is coming from a guy who's played enough World of Darkness to make your eyes fucking bleed. Yeah, I know what it's like to take a cell phone call in a video <laughs> in, in a video game slash you know tabletop RPG. I know I've played it on all ends of the spectrum, but I find myself like I don't know. I feel like the I, I like situations where the table might end up high fiving a, a bunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know that usually comes about when some crazy nonsense happens in a, in a larger scale. Also, I came up playing Star Wars, which lends itself much, much more to epic all the time, no matter what's happening. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, blasters. Force powers. And force powers and shit. Laser swords. Laser swords and, you know, explosions. Explosions. Mm -hmm. Well, it's also, you've got to remember, Star Wars is fantasy wrapped in a veneer of science fiction. Right, but at the end of the day, you you can play... Um, Star Wars real gritty, like the inventory, like section, the equipment sections of the Star Wars <laughs> books are insane beyond reason. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, I don't know. I just feel like it lends itself more to the epic category. Oh, a- absolutely. I would, if you were to have to say, what, what, what do you consider Matthew, uh, Star Wars epic or gritty? I would say epic and in, in a heartbeat. Look at, it's the story of Luke Skywalker. Come on. Yeah. The chosen one of the universe. So what do you, okay, like, what do you like about grittiness? Okay, so what I enjoy about grittiness is more of the, more actually of the mundane aspects of being a person, generally. I mean, there are non, there are gritty games that are make you, or that are based around non-human, but typically the stakes are lower, but they're more intimate. Um, also, and this is a reason I asked the question the way I did, um, I also, it's part of my philosophy of gaming that gaming can be used as a vehicle for confronting issues you may have in real life. And you can do that in an epic game. I'm not saying you can't. (laughs) But I will definitely say that you, 
playing a gritty game potentially can make it a little bit easier to sort of work through them because you don't have the veneer of power fantasy around it. You have to actually confront the emotion. Um, again, you can do this in Epic Gaming. It's been done. Yeah, uh, you can, instead of dealing with the loss of your father, you can punch the concept of the loss of your father. <laughs> <laughs> you can. I can make on. him manifest you the can loss ma- of my father and punch him into. <laughs> yeah, of course. Siderials are great. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you want to punch the concept of, you know, disability away? I don't know. I'm sorry. So, um, I'm, 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 I'm going to put something on the table. Okay, okay. sure. I'm, sure, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm going to. We're, we're going to talk about this in the terms of a very specific game. Okay. We're going to talk about Call of Cthulhu. Okay, sure. sure. Because sure. I think this illustrates... I think Call of Cthulhu uh, illustrates the gritty aspect uh, that Matthew's talking. Uh, like you, you almost can't play that game in a heroic fashion. Um, like it, It's one of those games where you have a, probably have a very limited lifespan... Uh, what a character lifespan? You're going to go insane. Something bad's going to happen to you. That the character that you play at the beginning of the campaign either is going to die or something so bad is going to happen to them. And I think that's more. That's definitely more on the side than Matthew's talking about. So may, maybe Correct. y'all should both talk about that game. What you would like? What you, the aspects you like about it? The aspects you don't like about it? I've never it. played Call of Cthulhu. But you understand Call of Cthulhu. I get I understand it completely. I understand playing games in the Lovecraft mythos very right. well. Like, I know that mythos pretty well. So, yeah, I can talk to a game. I know what kind of game that is. Right. And and that's in Call of Cthulhu. And I will preface that you can get some respects too gritty and too um, mired in it that Call of Cthulhu would almost be, in my respect, getting the borderline of unfun even for me because more and more of your agency is being taken away, which is part of the argument that we're having here, is how much agency, how much power does your character have over themselves and the world at large. Um, So for Call of Cthulhu, it can get to the point of just downright depressing because you can literally pick up a random book in a library and roll, roll really bad, and there goes your character. However, if I'm playing a Call of Cthulhu game, I've signed up for playing a Call of Cthulhu game. That's true. So I That's should true. take responsibility I, for going, I'm playing a Call of Cthulhu game. I guess I shouldn't be upset. Like, Yeah, another game that sort of falls. And here's an interesting game that straddles. Have, have either of you ever played Ten Candles? No, I haven't. You have told me. To. I want to because I think it would be a great exercise. I, I think it is, it is kind of like one of the great middle ground games because the gritty level of it goes like... You have, like, a couple of things, but, like, you walk into the game full well knowing, like, your character dies at the end of this. There's no, there's no winning. Why don't you candles. explain for the audience? Okay, Ten uh, Candles works. Ten, ten Candles, because I know uh, it can be done briefly. Brief, brief diversion. Ten Candles is a game that is played with between, you can play between three and seven people. It's played around a table in a dark room with ten candles. Uh, the candles are, start out lit. Everyone's character sheet is three index cards. Um, and... As you use certain aspects of that character, like most things are just dictated by what you say you do, and then a, a die roll that is dictated by the number of candles that are still lit at the table, and successes are pretty easily calculated. And boy, oh boy, if you do the math on it, things get really, really, really bad as you get past a certain number of d6s, you know, around the halfway part. But there's a couple of things where you can, in fact, like get a die that you can't lose. And the over the course of each phase, the GM steals your dice every time you fail. Like Ooh. every die that you don't, they, after a, if you fail a roll, the GM just takes all your ones, and now you they have those, and you don't have those when they roll against you. Eesh. It's very, 
very brutal. You get you. Everyone dies at the end, and what's the conceit? Because that's the most appealing part. The conceit is that five, ten, ten days ago the sun went out, and five days ago they came. Now, what they are, um, where where you are, when this is, what the hell's happening? That is one hundred percent player agency because then that's where it's very interesting because at the, at, it's very gritty in that like you have a very limited amount of resources and time like your resources are as scarce as they can be on the other hand as part of an inter like it, when a candle goes out it's because someone failed the scene failed bad enough on a scene and during that you get x number of truths that you go around the table dictating um, and those truths can be anywhere in the scope of Spectrum. The only thing you cannot do is give the enemy a weakness, give them a weakness. You can define how they kill you, what they kill you with, like why they are, mm-hmm. what they want, but you can't like make them weaker. You can say something as small as, I found a pen knife. Like, or you can say, my i found like a submachine gun like it's it's that level you can Mm -hmm. so it's your world building but you only get x number of times you get to click that button Mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's a good middle ground between the two it it actually balances that and that's a gritty game i like because while you still have to do the super gritty resource management of well i burn oh also whenever yeah i think i said this you burn a piece of your character sheet when you use it like you literally light it on fire and throw it in the middle of a bowl oh that's so cool and you can only use them in the order you stack them in the three things you pick i won't go too much into that in the order you 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 pick that order at the very beginning and you can use them when it's on top and then you burn it and then you're and afterwards you're just kind of done like you're out you're out wow i mean that sounds like a fascinating experiment in just what role playing can do and how to be sort of collaborative nar- uh, narrative. Absolutely, it and, is super collaborative, and that's part of it. Like I said, we're getting back to agency and the idea of how much control, how much say does your character have over yourself and the rest of the world. And epic games, uh, typically your character has a lot more. Right, great games, you have typically have a lot less. I mean, Exalted being the complete opposite end of the. You know, epic. Spe- it's on the epic spectrum. It's like mm-hmm. the opposite of Call of Cthulhu. It's hard as fuck to kill somebody. Yep. And you can like rip reality apart. Yeah, with, you're by the spending, ultra protagonist. Yeah, yeah. By spending a couple of you know moats, you change how like the you know bureaucracy of a nation functions. Yeah. Of course, that's on a solar level. Like Dragon Blooded, it's a little more limited, but it can be equally ridiculous. Uh, and you can play a gritty game in uh, Exalted. You can play a mortal game. If you want to play more, man, play an immortal game in Exalted. That is like Call of Cthulhu. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's like, wow, we're going to do... Well, you're still adventurers and you're still doing stuff, but literally things could pro- potentially be put in a way that you can run into something that you have... Z- Absolutely, you have negative chance with actually. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh no, that dra- that dragon blooded didn't get laid last night. We're fucked, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, sorry, he's just pissed. And so, I mean, I guess we're not really arguing or debating not. this. We're just trying to parse these two aspects out and why we enjoy them. Um, what are you, what are your thoughts, Scott? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it, it like with everything, it depends on what what game you sit down to play. Mm. Um, I think that um, there's a place even within the same campaign for both um, because it's it's kind of the 
it, it, it's it's the old truism from 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 Firefly, the the, the writings of Sean Yu, of uh, <laughs> you never really see a man or know a man until they're you know over the lip of the volcano, uh, and and we're ready to 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 show you their true face. And I think that even in an epic epic setting you can do something you can engineer the situation such that your super ultra protagonist has a moment of true vulnerability and true like right up against the edge um and at the same time in the middle of your dark gritty resource management you know you 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 know the werewolf is coming for you uh and you manage to get the silver bullet like, like you the, loaded in the gun at the last moment you loaded the gun at the last minute and you have that moment of not today motherfucker mm-hmm. uh and maybe you you have that moment of true heroism and true protagonism and i defeat the monster even if his brother cletus uh you know that comes up from the south yeah, man, I just created a whole weird mythology about werewolves, didn't I? Well, oh, Cletus, go with it, man. Go got, with it. It's they've fine. got cousins. And I hope they kill the were- one werewolf. I hope Cletus the werewolf doesn't you know, doesn't not take too kindly <laughs> because I think your bowels are his at that point. <laughs> In a different. <laughs> That's not how I meant your bowels are his. But, oh, I just have said, oh, man. I need a break for that holy crap he just made bad i just made that very wow well, no it's it was it was the you bounced me from one wall to the other wall very quickly i know it's all it's all revenge for that that, bomb. that terrible opening that terrible terrible, terrible oh my god we just got opening. yeah no so we player two enters the fight um, <laughs> no uh, it's you're absolutely correct you can have those moments in each of the types of games you're playing but i mean if I wanted to go back to it, it's to me, I find it it gets better at the heart of what I, as I said, what the heart I think role playing is about is dealing, having fun, but also dealing with expressing yourself and and potentially even dealing with issues that you may have. Um, Achieving a form of catharsis. Yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. That's a great way to put it. Thank you, Scott. Which, you know, I definitely agree with you. I think role-playing can definitely be used to do that. It can also be a, a way to spend a Saturday night when you don't got nothing to do and way too many beers. That um, is fair, too. I beautiful, mean, beautiful escape, which yeah, is more, um, more what I use role-playing for. I use it as an escape. I don't particularly use it to work my shit out. Yeah, and that's fine, too. If if that's where you want to go with it, that's perfectly fine, too. I'm not, I'm not here to say one is better than the other as I said beforehand it's just where I would see because I've played a lot of epic games I've played a lot of those and I have worked crap out through them but the more I see big systems and 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 dealing with big ideals I'm like uh, I'd like to actually deal with you know, more mundane things. Like I'd like to deal with smaller well, I things. I don't know if system size really yeah, comes I mean, into play too terribly much. I think you can go absolutely batshit gonzo with a fate game if you really want to. Yeah, yeah well, well that's also, and, fate. and also fate's a little, also, little interesting. I mean at a certain level, there's a level of grit that requires systematic complexity. Mm, uh, right. Because, like, to to simulate those scarce resources and to simulate the, you know, your life is on a razor's edge kind of thing, right. there has to actually be, I would say that there needs to be more systematic complexity and more hardline rules. I mean, my, 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 my mention of the Star Wars RPGs mm-hmm. in any other form, whether it be the Wizards of the Coast version, the Fantasy Flight version, those equipment sections are insane. Like, they have hundreds of pieces of equipment and every single one of those pieces of equipment 
does something mechanically. Yes. And not always consistently does something mechanically. It's not just like you get a plus one this. It's not like that. It's like you can do this. and it's Hyper-specific, make, it's hyper-specific. abilities. You make this roll with it. It does this for you and all this stuff. And it has this much grading for this much weight. I, like, and, and I'll be the first to bulk out. We were talking about Shadowrun earlier with the actual, like, the actual second ed, second third, ed fifth fourth, ed. Yeah. Roll to walk down the street. Yeah, it's like, it's silly. <laughs> it's very, very silly. Uh, I, as a quote from the from a friendly Shadowrun expert who knows, who apparently knew every like prefab adventure that we mentioned to him or had by heart and knew what the content was like. It's like, oh yeah, just don't do the Matrix. Don't don't be a Decker. No one's a Decker. Stop it. It's way too complicated and it's very stupid. Like in terms of just like not wanting to deal with the machinery that goes with like. What some might consider a very important aspect of Shadowrun oh, yeah. is your ability to hack shit. Oh, absolutely, yeah. and and that's actually more of a fault of Shadowrun as a system. Is going, yeah, you made this part of the setting that's just really important, really unfun. Really, don't do that. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's counter. That's countering to what you want. So yeah, I guess where my where my real hangups are, and like where I. My is resource management yep. in terms of like actual. And when I say resource management, I actually don't mind the. You know, I have to spend my resources like moat management or yeah. whatever. That I don't mind that. It's mostly just like inventory management mm-hmm. and the very sudden possibility of getting gacked when I was not done. <laughs> and actually, that's I think where we can move this conversation. That's very interesting because in and this is some things I've been thinking about because of the LARPs we've been in mm-hmm. recently and the style of play that all the games are trying to emulate and what I want to get out of them. We have to think about character death in a very particular way because yes, nobody wants their character to die. Nobody wants their character story to stop. But you but you also take to take the value of what that story is trying to tell you if a character can or cannot die or is not likely to die. Think about what that means. Um, in an epic game where your character is not likely to die, sure there'll be consequences, but your character, but you as the player, always know my character's fine. I'll eventually, oh, I will eventually overcome and I will win the day because I'm the protagonist. Well, you know, it doesn't always have to be that. It can, it can be that there is a point where you will see in an epic game that it's like, well, my card's punched. Like this is and. But it just has to be, like, right? I want it to be on my terms. Like, I don't mind a character dying. I don't, like, that just happens. But I want it to be more on my terms. You want it to have a reason. I want it to mean something. Yeah, and like, that's mm-hmm. where I, that's the weird problem. That's, I wouldn't say the problem, but that's where I start looking at it a bit differently. Because from a character who's, like, I want my death to mean something. That's all fine and good. I've had characters where I'm like, I want my death to mean something. But... How much does that death mean if it's all been set up from the get-go that this is where my character is going to end? Have I actually, quote-unquote, earned that ending if I know that's more or less a predetermined thing? I would say absolutely yes. I would say that if you put the time in, you do the you role-play the scenario, you do the thing... If your card's punched and you say and you're okay with that, you're okay with that. It doesn't devalue the. It, at the end of the day, this is a storytelling game. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, mm-hmm. you're telling a story. And you know what? You know, like I'll be like to get a little mopey for a second here. Death is for the most part meaningless. Like no one's life means much of anything. Like in terms of 
like when you gack it, like you're not going to be some great hero or anything. You're probably just going to, you know, die and people are going to be very sad. Yeah. But like, I, I get enough of that. Like I can deal, I have to deal with the fact that that's life and stuff. I would really much prefer it to actually have a cool story attached to it. And I, which is why I'm going to die being fired into the sun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I applaud you, sir. They, I applaud you, sir. I will find, and don't worry, NASA. I will find a way. <laughs> Elon, Elon, Elon Musk. Elon, I, I have a very expensive proposition. <laughs> proposition for you. You want, you want valuable science with a capital S from the sun. So, so when do laws against suicide stop? <laughs> what, what part <laughs> of the atmosphere? <laughs> the atmosphere well, uh, the Martian said that is it, you, there's naval laws out there. If yeah. you want to get far enough, you're under like the general convention of naval laws. <laughs> Maritime law. Yeah. Um. um to, to go from my perspective on this, I actually see if you are able to survive a game that is more likely to end your character's story abruptly, not saying you, and it's not a predetermined thing that this will succeed and you do succeed, I find more value in it. In the end, I feel more of a sense of accomplishment in doing that because I played my cards right. I, I looked at all my available resources. I utilized them to near their, their maximum capability, and I was able to pull off the thing that people said was impossible, even when there's a game when I could straight up die. That's that's where I see the value in sort of playing those games that are a little bit more cutthroat. Um, that doesn't mean... That doesn't mean you can't just die because of bad dice rolls, and that's when you're planning to play a game like that. You should just know and acknowledge you're playing a game like that. Have you ever actually like lost a care a multi year character at at uh, due to a random die roll? Uh, die roll, not at um. I'm trying to remember tabletop, I did at a LARP a couple times um, because in those systems, the death every time you died. You had to pull from a bag. Right. You mentioned this. And you can that can happen. You I pull fi- a black bead and you oh, man. poof done. If you think I find this offend if you think I find the concept of random, like crappy, shitty death, like offensive in a tabletop setting, in a LARP, I think it's I think it's a goddamn travesty. I think well, I think it's terrible. And and that is perfect fine opinion for anyone to have. Um but from my perspective a little bit, I feel death needs to be always kind of sitting on the back end. Waiting there because it makes it to where that way you shouldn't just gack, like be always be violent towards people because you're like, oh, if I'm violent, this if I break out in violence, guess what? I may die and this may be the last thing I do. And I've had this argument before with other people, but I'll I'll, I'll say my thoughts on this here. That is a very interesting way to think about it. But I'll tell you, man, like as... I just don't think that way. I don't, my death count isn't on my mind when we're facing down a, a conflict that I don't think about my care, like how many more times can I bite it when I, if I initiate violence? I'm either, I will attempt to avoid a fight, not because oopsies I might bite it. It's because, well, fights are hard and, sca- and scary. Fights are hard and scary even if there are mechanics plenty like layers upon layers of mechanics in place that don't instantly let you recover from them it's something i've had to talk to about in LARP because in like many of the systems we play in you know going down you know it it still kind of sucks like you are out for depending on what the situation is you're kind of like immobilized you're laying in the dirt you may you may bleed out and you may have to you know take on a 
less fun way to be brought back that has you sitting out for like an hour and at a LARP sitting in place and being kind of immobilized for a whole hour. That's that's torturous. Like, and, that's, and I will totally concede a measure of that to the idea of this is the quote unquote punishment or or price you pay for getting involved in this sort of action. Right. And I think that you can make that stuff bad enough to where death like true you're not coming back death doesn't really need to factor in easily it doesn't mm. need to be abrupt and silly to to have enough bite to where people don't want to deal with it people don't want like and i've said this before like no one's counting their death count in a field battle like that's just not happening people are doing everything within their power to not go down period that's the end of the sentence Yes, there might be a situation like where recently I, I purposefully like full blown went went crazy town banana pants with with some magic that I full well knew would after the second usage of it on me, put me, you know, put me on that that little boat uh, down down the river. But I did that. You know, that's a rare occurrence. And I would never, ever do that unless it was like it was truly go time and i felt like we were truly not going to make it if i didn't do that mm-hmm. so yeah not exactly going to jump on that one again but yeah that that's just that's my thoughts on it yeah and and like i said it's perfectly valid to have i i just in my mind when when death has more teeth as i like to put it um it makes your actions in game that much more heightened now there i will fully admit that that can that can backfire on you really bad depending on your player base and the situation if you if death is have too much teeth and de- and the stakes are really ratcheted up, you get people who, especially in a LARP, not just in a tabletop, but especially in buffer LARP, motions get extremely heightened and extremely tense, and to the point that it bleeds very quickly out of play. I've seen very 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 real social repercussions for people who took a situation very too badly, and I got caught in the crossfire. I was not involved with these people, but because it was so big and so. Uh, uh, game spanning that I got caught up in it. I got jacked, and I had to consider if I wanted to play the game and not again or not. I mean, I'll um, just to go back to my situation, like where I just came yeah. out of. Uh, Fod has instituted a, a rule. I don't know if it's going to stick, but like if you bought if you buy it twice in a game, like if you go to the gatekeeper or down the river of blood twice in a game. You're done. Like you're gone. More than Ooh. twice or twice. twice. So the second time, the second time, you're just. Gone. That see, that's putting the teeth back right back into death. That's what? super scary. And I'll, but you know, here's the thing: I found myself in the situation of uh, I had already done that crazy thing. I had died. I had been brought back, mm. and it was just getting on late. And it was at uh, a primitive site, so fortification wasn't great. People were leaving because that's just what happens at primitive games. It's yeah. like eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah, and people yeah. are gone, and I got rolled. Like some, I just got rolled. Like I was one of the only fighters, and I got my shit dropped because they, you know, the monsters that they sent were maybe a little too strong. But <laughs> it's okay to have opinions. But I found myself quite un, like quite very much down in a dark spot, and I made it to about four minutes. And in my head, I'm just like, "Am I?" about to perm right here right now in this dark shitty little pile of pine straw and if i do what am i gonna do because i think the the answer would not be roll a new character because i think i'd just be done at that point and i just don't have the 
tolerance and the time to put in years of effort into a character just to have some ignoble death somewhere because I just think that's the oh man I just like almost single-handedly like rode a Praetor straight to hell like a big scary deifically powered monster that was you know crushing skulls but some you know stupid mushroom creature hit me a little bit too much and I got overwhelmed and I'm gone forever now and like what is that? Like that's the that's terrible. And that is where the difference in our playstyles absolutely comes in because you had to go to the very real thought of shit. I may die here in the cold dark, and what will be of me afterwards? And you were like, this is not worth it. However, and I'm not saying I'm better, but this is from my perspective. In some respects, I had the exact same thought uh, at ATE. Before I retired, before I died, I didn't. I got dropped by a random dude. I didn't know I was retiring at that point. While I was sitting there on the ground, bleeding out, I was like, "Shit, I don't know if I am going." I don't know that was that was not an option. I didn't know what was going to happen to me, and I had to go. Well, fuck, what does that mean for me? Now I wasn't likely to perm, so I wasn't exactly in the same situation you were in, but I've been there, and. It's about how what you want to get out of the game and what that experience is. You obviously want to tell very big, powerful stories that t- that that is your escape. That's that's how you kind of, it's how you relax in some respects. Well, yeah, it is part of it. Also, like when someone asks, "Hey, where'd that guy go?" The he died randomly to some random monsters because half of the PCs went home. Like when you take when when you take the randomness of things into account, it's like that's basically dying. Randomly. Yeah, it's it's the ignobleness of it. And also, I think the in a, in a LARP, the the there are factors in play for a LARP specifically. Uh, like I spent X amount of dollars on this costume. I, w- I didn't want to say that. I, I mean, didn't want to it's, say that. It's, it's, a fa- it's a factor. It's a factor. I didn't want to totally say it's like homes. I'm a thousand dollars in. I ain't paying. I ain't paying to die in a dirt patch. Okay. I mean that that that, that is a, a factor. I mean if if that's if you put them and and the, and it's not just money. It's time. It's emotional investment. I mean and and. You know, not to say that tabletop can't get you emotional investment, but, but nothing. If, if you haven't had like the real LARP experience, there's no goddamn difference. There, there's no, there's no, there's nothing like. There's it. Nothing you can't like equate it. the two. You can't equate it's, the two. It's it's very hard. But, but, yeah, no, I mean, because like, like as I'm thinking about it now, like it didn't happen. I got, I was okay. But just thinking about the idea that it could have happened, like in this moment, this was. Four months ago, mm-hmm. and I'm still angry that it could have happened. And I am, from your perspective, I have nothing but the sympathy for the world for you. I don't think you're a lesser role player or anything like that for having that perspective. Because I've been in that shoes. You know I have been. Where I the investment of a character can be very powerful, but that's where I sort of have started looking at what do I really want to get out of role playing and mm-hmm. what I want. Now, I will admit, maybe Bothar LARPing is not the... The best way to tell a gritty story. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, I, I think that this is one of those times where like our great catch-all nuggets of wisdom super don't apply. I think that I think that once you get into LARP territory, like especially Boffer LARP territory, yeah. just the amount of like mind-altering shit that it that it in, puts on you, like the amount of investment, time, money, emotion, and like what it does to you. Yeah, you can't. It doesn't do well to tell a gritty story. Like even LARPs who are quote unquote gritty, mm-hmm. they don't sound like 
to me these days that people perm a lot. Now perming perming like that is that's that's paleo in a lot of ways. Yes. Yeah. Of the old ways is well. It, as I said, I knew I would bring this up in this episode. The Dark Souls concept of buffer larping is the old paleo idea of you're playing D and D. You're a random dude. Go see where your adventure leads. There's no hand holding. This isn't some grand narrative. If you happen to make a big story out of your character and the game, congratulations, you've done it. If you don't, you don't. And it's about what you can make of it. I just think that, like, and this is going to sound like the hippy-dippiest thing now in terms of, like, I think in terms of a boffer LARP, like, if you have the right number of people and the right number of staff members, every character is a super great opportunity to tell a, just a super awesome story. Like, mm-hmm. I think you can... As long as everyone's kind of like willing to do a give and take and go back and forth, and just the idea of one of those stories getting cut short to me is just absolutely—it's horrible. It, it's a—it's a, the math changes drastically when you start going to a different venue mm-hmm. in right. my mind. Now, tabletop—I can see losing a tabletop character here and there, and it not breaking my heart, like it not like making me be like fuck this i'm done I'm, I'm done playing basically this game with all of you i'm done with you sir like yeah. Yeah. mr mr game master i'm done with you i can see that happening because i've come pretty close before and i was like this is fine this mm-hmm. is okay this is just how this happens yeah i mean I, I think i think in tabletop it's a lot easier to finesse the situation mm-hmm. um because Ugh. because the gm is in control of of all the baddies. Indeed. Uh, where, whereas in LARP, uh, it could be, you know, your friend who plays the, another character but is on their monster shift and is just playing some rat that, you know, gets a... Gets a, 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 gets a good gets one. Gets a good one in it. That it wasn't planned. It wasn't part of any story. No one can really fudge anything. Exactly. Whereas, you know, in a tabletop, you're in a, you're, you're in a more controlled scenario where, you know, where, where the GM is able to say... Hey guys, death is on the table for this encounter. And if your GM is worth its salt, the GM is not going to do that for well. It's because bandits attacked you on the road. <laughs> right. Uh, it's no. You've you have gone into the the dungeon of the lich, and you are you, you have are, set yourself up. It's to, big boy time. Yeah, it's big boy yeah, yeah. time. And, and I think that's that's a lot easier to do. I. I no, you're absolutely correct. It's I, I a lot mean, easier to do. And I mean, and in some cases in LARP, I have gotten the warning ahead of time. It's like, I'm just going to warn you guys right now that there's stuff on this module that could end you. Yeah. Like, you, mm-hmm. you can go bye-bye. And, 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 and I'm and like, that, okay. And that, Consent well, is key, well, guys. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's where the agency comes in. Your agency is, do I cross that line or do I stay and on this I have, side of that And line? I, with respect, have seen people being like, bah, and yeah. just like walked away. It's like, I'm not, uh, nothing in there is worth. Mm-hmm. the loss of investment that I put into this. No, out of play, I would never lose any sort of respect for anyone making that decision. Mm-hmm. In play, that's entirely different thing oh, because well, yeah, your characters are making certain decisions and you're deciding not to In do... In character, you're a coward piece of shit, Sir Archibald, <laughs> and I spit upon thine cowardice. We're cool, right? Like, you know, okay, are you I'm good? Sorry, yeah, you good? Totally yeah, good. Yeah, like, oh, is your asthma? All right, okay, good. I'm still going to give you shit. Sir Archibald, you knave! <laughs> <laughs> He's over there just coughing. Oh, man, that it. happened to me at last. Uh, ah, he uh, hath contracted God, the vapors. That sucks so of much. a weakling. We call them the bitch vapors. <laughs> the bitch vapors. <laughs> uh, in ye oldie times, we didn't know what asthma was. We just thought you were a bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, and... Hashtag uh, bitch vapors. So, <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, there's a lot more I could probably deep dive into my philosophy and my perspective around because it deals a lot with 
power fantasy and how you deal with that and characters and players who play a lot of power fantasy and their general motifs and play styles can get kind of grating. I'm waving right now, by the way. (laughs) Bye bye. Bye bye. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people. Yeah, I know. And that's fine. But I think you do power fantasy very responsibly. Oh, well, thank you. You're, I appreciate that. Because you're dealing, you you always put the story first. And that's really where my, my opinions on this come from. It's the story comes first, and the story won't necessarily complete properly if certain actors are not there to take to play their parts. Which, yeah. while I know that sounds like, ooh, railroad, 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 it's like, okay, but it doesn't have to be like a freaking scripted cutscene all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. It, 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 there can be consequences for failure. Yeah, you can get dropped and, you know, things get real gross and you may even die, but maybe something catches you that is unpleasant and yeah. now you have to... Your deal friends, with the consequences. Your friends have to deal with getting yeah, you back maybe, from this yeah, thing. Actually, a great, um, totally quick story from Critical Hit. Uh, very early in their 4E campaign, this was several years ago, um, they went up this tower and they were fighting these skeletons that when you killed them, they exploded. Well, they were fighting up the tower and they... They were taking a beating. This was the first beating they ever really had as characters. They'd been able to handle mostly everything pretty well. They downed one of them, the one, the last skeletons. Mm-hmm. It dropped the rest of them. All of them were were bleeding out, if not dead already. Mm-hmm. And the Rodrigo had to go, had to then weave a narrative of what, how do I keep the story going even though mm-hmm. everyone is dead? Which sounds, in some respects, would kind of upset me because it's a little bit of hand-holding. Yeah. It's like, oh, but what he did was very smart. He said, well, you all get put up like on these meat hooks by, by some other skeletons that come out. And one of the players lost his entire arm. Like, mm-hmm. he didn't have access to that arm and some of his abilities for a while until he built himself a new arm. Which became a whole character aspect. Which, in my opinion... Is super way cooler than re-roll. Yeah, like yeah. that's so much cooler. Well, and, but that's also the conceit of the story. You're playing an adventuring D and D game. You are supposed to be big adventurers doing big adventurous things. Weird shit's going right. to happen. I mean, to you. in Call of Cthulhu, you don't just get to build yourself a <laughs> clockwork hand. I get you. Oh, you can, but you don't. You don't want to. It's going to start choking hand. you in every and every. You don't want to know that the, the, the fell inspiration, <laughs> like Nyarlathotep gave you, gave you the spark of inspiration to build that hand, and now you must murder and is name you know yeah of yeah, course well, you know standard but that's, also cool. Actually, that's, that's also cool that's also cool to just point out i know we use call of cthulhu as sort of a go-to example of gritty there are other renditions of call of cthulhu that are actually far less gritty and they're more interesting yeah, like cthulhu punk cthulhu tech there's also one that i think is part of going to be part of the king and yellow set is you play future uh or it's already out i can't remember uh you play some of the descendants of some of the other other races huh. that have mingled with humanity and you basically kind of play mutants essentially yeah. you're like you're persecuted mutants against against humanity going stop being assholes we're just we're as subjugated as you are <laughs> stop it and we have powers that can actually fight back against and, and can help you stop killing us listen but i no, know racism. a little bit funny through a camera my daddy was amigo <laughs> <laughs> but i mean you're at least i'm for- at least I'm pretty uh, when the camera's that on That reminds me, me of, a, of a great scene that happened in Simulacra recently, uh, where two of the characters, a bunch of the characters were talking uh, to a sort of a, a, a spirit of knowledge, for lack of a better term. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was exposition o'clock, and, and, and that was how Oh, boy, did I know it. Um, it happens, Matthew. It's a role-playing game. <laughs> they're a role-play. Um, uh, 
but anyway, they, they were talking about their world, which was this terrible place that had fallen to shit. Uh, like true post-apocalyptic. True post-apocalyptic, nightmare weather. Uh, and, and, you know, they, they, they you know, they were coming to this per- person from the perspective of, well, why did you let our world get this way? Or why did, why is our world this particular way? Um, if, you know, these things that you're telling us about the nature of reality and how worlds are kind of constructed things, like, why did you do that? And I, I, I just basically had... I knew that that question was coming, so I had a very good good response. It's like, look, yes, no, the world was a terrible place. We balanced it with a sense of innovation and and being able to do it. Uh, from what my records say, that world fell to shit because of racism, and that's not anything we did. That wasn't that's, pre-programmed. That, that in wasn't. There. That I didn't wasn't, make you racist. I, 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 yeah, we didn't make you racist. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't instill this fear of the other in you. That's all you. Um, and I, that was just a lovely thing to see their faces. They're like, oh, there's no one really to blame but ourselves. Yup. Oh, shit. Yup. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I know this is a slight tangent, but, man. Uh, gestalts. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, they're weird, and then people don't get them. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. The, 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 the people don't like the idea of losing their pure individuality. I, I can understand why. Yeah. I wonder why. It's an existential, yeah. it's an existential a, fright. A hive consciousness. <laughs> Doing me a hive mind. Doing, Doing me a, a hive, hive mind. mind. Well, I think that sort of wraps us up. I, I, I We're kind of going off into the weeds, as it were. But uh, hopefully this conversation has been enlightening for everyone. Just like usual, no one wins. Yeah. <laughs> That's true here at Polyhedron. Except for you, dear listeners. You, 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 get- dear, you, dear listeners, who have a much better nickname than fucking D-Bags. <laughs> we had come up with that like months we did, ago. We I know did we nothing. We did nothing, sir. I made a, I made a face. Oh, fine, then. fine. I will. I will hoist that responsibly clearly on my shoulders. That's good. That's where it belongs. <laughs> yeah, right where you were the one who said the words. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I, uh, we'll find a better name. Uh, for you guys. I, 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 I paid for that ticket. No, I'm taking that ride. Good. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're right. on your side, listeners. If you have any feedback, you want to give us an email. You want to give us a talk, but to talk about it's polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you were also on Twitter, I am at BioImportance. I'm at Arduous, R J U O U S. And I am at Divis Mulcav. Uh, also, we're also uh, at Polyhedron Cast, is also the Twitter handle for the show at large. I will. I have been doing more tweeting out from there. We are Our numbers are growing, and I appreciate everyone listening. Absolutely. Yeah, if you're, if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Thank you for listening. Yeah, I and mean, please tell, so, tell your buddy, get them hooked. It's going to be a great time. We've got a lot of cool stuff. Uh, also, and uh, please, uh, if you really like the show, there's a couple ways you can help out. Uh, one of the ways is if you're an iTunes, Stitcher, any way you're listening to this, go if they can review us. Give us five-star reviews. Give us five thumbs up, whatever. It helps the, the visibility. Yeah. Also, if you want to throw us some money our way, you can go to patreon.com slash polyhedron. Uh, and that way you can become one of our bosses and really help out the show and show us their support. But your uh, from everyone here at Polyhedron, go where your fun is. Go roll some dice. <laughs>